Welcome to the Ulster Business Podcast. In this episode of the Ulster Business Podcast, we're joined by Jackie Reed, co-founder of sandwich and fitical brand Deli Lights. What started as a small operation making 30 sandwiches a day has blossomed into one of the market leaders here. We're joined by Harbinson Mahon's Darren McDowell to look at the journey so far, the next step and the company's ambitious growth plans in the year ahead for the wider sector and the Northern Ireland economy as a whole. Jackie and Darren, welcome to the Ulster Business Podcast. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Great to be here. Um, Jackie, first of all, Delhi Lights, we'll, we'll talk about the, the relationship, I suppose, that you know the company has and is on the, the Harbinson Mahon Homegrown Top 50 list as well uh, in a moment. Um, just generally speaking, I suppose, what got you to that position and got you uh, to be on that list today as a business? Well, <laughs> I don't really know, but I suppose uh, uh, a lot of hard work and determination, John, um, Myself and my business partner, Brian, is in business for coming up 25 years next year, early next year. So I think, you know, we've been in it a long time. We've learned a lot over those years and we've grown very steadily and very consistently, consistently over those 25 years. So I think it's really, you know, sticking at what we're doing, being, um, you know, looking after our people, growing the business and really going after those opportunities that come to us, not just in Northern Ireland, but in the Republic of Ireland and, you know, further afield as well. So I think a, a passion has a lot to play on that as well. And just in terms of size and scale, I suppose, you know, the company, um, what about you at, I suppose, at the minute in terms of just staff, I suppose, in some of the markets that you're maybe growing and selling into at the moment? Yeah, well, we're currently employing about 250 people um, from Warren Point. So we have one site um, in Warren Point, uh, our manufacturing facility. We also have a bakery site as well. So the markets we're currently in is, you know, we're very established in Ireland as um, every county we, we supply and every day we have our own fleet. But suppose in the last three to four years, we broke into the UK market, John. So we've got massive traction there and loads of opportunities. And um, from that, uh, you know, we springboarded over to uh, the Netherlands. So we're doing a bit there and in Oslo and actually six other countries in Europe as well. So I think whenever you have good partners in Ireland or the UK, opportunities can arise and it's about fulfilling those opportunities. So we're really positive about the future and we're excited about um we're actually launched a new brand there recently which will be totally our export brand of uh heat to eat foods so that's very exciting and we're just really looking forward to the journey ahead you know darren firms like Danny lights you know in terms of uh, employment and i suppose general contribution to the economy how, how important are firms family firms that are still you know, indigenous firms that are based here. How are they? How important are they to the the overall economy here? I think I think they're really vital to the local economy here, John. The homegrown top fifty list that Jackie's business is featured on had in total employment of around ten thousand between the fifty companies on that list. Uh, so across a huge number of sectors, from retail, manufacturing, hospitality college, construction, all sorts of sectors. So I think incredibly important to, to the economy uh, in this part of the world. And it, it's great to hear people like Jackie talking about how that's come about. You know, it isn't instant that it's hard work and it's 25 years of consistent growth and it doesn't happen by accident. And um, sometimes I think 
that the celebration is missed on that. If you've got a major employer coming in to, to this part of the world, there's a lot of razzmatazz around announcements and jobs, but actually Jackie's business is what's keeping food and table food and the tables in this part of the world, you know. And then, you know, I suppose looking at the list this year, the, the homegrown um, top 50, you know, family businesses are obviously 80 odd percent of the, the list itself. Um, and that remains, you know, kind of a core, I suppose, across the SME sector here as well. Um, is that something you found in your own experience that how, you know, you know, given you've worked here for a long time, is the proportion, I suppose, of businesses here, even those that are, you know, are, you know, fairly substantial turnovers and sales figures and, and profits, that they, they still remained in family ownership? Yes, it is something we see we see in our own client base and further further into the economy here that that statistic holds holds true. But I, you know, I, I think both homegrown and family businesses sometimes get a a bad reputation. Oh, it's just it's just a wee family business or a wee homegrown business. These are vital businesses in this part of the world. And in, in Jackie's case, there are two hundred and fifty employees in in, in in her company. You know that that's that's hugely important to what's happening here and to the communities that they're living in and working in and so forth. Jackie, just, you know, obviously um, we were talking, um, Darren and I were talking there before we started about the, I suppose the landscape at the moment and, and where things are at. Um, we're, we're looking ahead to, you know, rising interest rates, the cost of living crisis, kind of biting for businesses and, and households. Um, and we're obviously just out of the pandemic. Um, how has the firm coped with the last few months and how do you see the current um, cost of living, energy markets crisis impacting on on business. Well, I suppose, John, I've seen it over the last eighteen months with COVID, Brexit, and then COVID, and we had had to pivot very quickly. And uh, the beauty about being a family business um, is that we have a family culture in our business. So whenever you have um, you know challenges that arise, like COVID, and now obviously the Ukraine war and rising inflation and energy costs, all these massive challenges, we can move very quickly and change and be flexible. Um, but also the fact that we're in business so long, um, 25 years, as I mentioned earlier, we also have a customer base who is very loyal as well. So we've worked with some of our long and, longest standing customers for over 20 years. So we have a good relationship with them and we're able to bring them on our journey of our challenges and you know work through it together so i think the the key is to to talk to your staff and talk to your customers and bring them on that journey and be open and transparent in all these challenges and really turn it into an opportunity um because with our customers they have the same challenges you know there's rising costs all around and what we're seeing is um some of our customers are having labor shortages you know they can't run kitchens so that's an opportunity for us then to to go in there supply them with our products and you know increase sales and margins so you just have to look at it differently you know i think it's uh, put a positive spin on it but um i think you know we've we've become very resilient over the last 18 months and Jackie, obviously, you know, the company has been growing and continues to grow. But have you noticed any difference in, you know, buying habits or spending habits among your, you know, your wider customer base? Um, we're not seeing it yet, though, you know, we may see it now coming into the, the depths of winter. Um, at the minute now, obviously, we were forced to uh, increase some of our um, retail prices. We've done that in conjunction with our customers. And we haven't seen much 
of a, a down trade. You know, if anything, you know, I think people are, you know, still eating food to go. I think, you know, the, the challenges is in the food industry is more evening um, dining, you know, something a wee bit more expensive, bistro, fine dining. We're not seeing such an impact just yet. Hopefully, you know, we won't, we'll get away without a, a major impact, but I think it's it's just been aware potentially that it could happen, but and and just you know run a very tight, efficient um, facility in which we're, we're what we're doing at the minute, John. Yeah. You know, Darren, and just looking at the list, you know, this year there's a fairly wide spread of firms, um, manufacturing, retailing the, the two largest. But um, what's what's your sort of take from this year's list compared to say previous years in terms of the sort of companies that are making it and you know, that uh, I suppose Northern Ireland has a few areas that it specializes in traditionally, but there, you know, there does seem to be a fairly wide breadth of, of companies, you know, that, that are, are that sort of family, family business SME type level. Yeah, I, th- I think what's interesting about these lists is they tend to feature, you know, the, the, these less, uh, perhaps, say, le- less attention around the sorts of businesses that they, they are, and, and forgive me for the pun here, Jackie, but bread and butter type businesses. <laughs> That, uh, that re- really are fueling the economy here. So, so that that is a consistent aspect of the list, and I think that reference to family businesses and and some of what Jackie was saying there around the importance of family culture, it, it allows these businesses to take a long term view. I mean, we do some work with the like of Catalyst in Belfast here around the tech sector, and you know those businesses are very different, and they're moving over a very short life cycle to scale and to to you know obtain equity and potentially exit. Businesses that are featuring in this list are the important ones locally. And those values that Jackie's referring to around family culture and the ability to take a long-term view. We we do, we produce this list in conjunction with Ulster University. Uh, their EPC center produced the list. And you know, terms such as patient capital feature around family businesses, it allows that long-term view uh, and it allows buy-in from employees and from those long-standing customers that Jackie was mentioning. So I think that's the consistent aspect for each of these lists that we've run over over the last two or three years, John. And, and sort of turning to the, the slightly more, um, or slightly less positive um, areas, you know, because of the government support we had in place, we, you know, many businesses were able to survive the, the worst of the pandemic, whether they were, you know, shut entirely or, or severely limited. Um, and we are obviously seeing now, you know, increased volume of bills and late payments and that kind of thing from um, the latest figures from R3. Um, I, you know, I've spoken to a few people for the for the next edition of the magazine looking at sort of insolvencies and you know, restructuring and what businesses can, can do to kind of stave off that or how they can approach things. But, you know, from your perspective, we sort of talked about it for maybe a year, year and a half in general. Where do you sort of see the next step? You know, will, will we see uh, a glut of companies um, going under, or will it be a sort of gradual process where maybe some companies have to reassess or sell or, or you know, restructure? Uh, so I think John, we have a couple, we have two insolvency practitioners on our team here, and it has been particularly quiet, I think, in that space, uh, certainly around Belfast for the last couple of years because of that huge government support that came in. But you're right, we are beginning to have conversation with our clients where there's concern over debtors' books and, and various things that we haven't seen for a number of years. And a lot of that is driven around these huge uncertainties and energy costs. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, the challenges that increased 
interest costs are going to bring to bear on, on this sector. I don't know whether it's going to be fast or not, but it is something that we have been anticipating over the last number of years. And um, I think for all the criticism that the government take, the actions they took around the COVID financing have been important to, to supporting the economy at large. And it, it remains to be seen how long these most recent shocks are going to take to play out in, in this space. But presumably, you know, there are ways out of these things without, you know, the you know, not not seeking advice and then all of a sudden realizing that you don't have, you're not able to to, to pay a debt. Um, presumably, seeking advice is as soon as you think things are going the wrong way is probably the best way to way forward. Absolutely, we we would recommend that people are in touch with the professional advisors as soon as they possibly can be because there are there are options there earlier that you take actions and getting a good experience or a recovery person involved with your business if if things are getting difficult is is a is a really important thing and, and can lead to a much better outcome. Jackie, just turning to sort of the, the business landscape at the moment, um things have been up and down just in terms of I suppose the vote for Brexit, the protocol and its implementation, um, which assisted some firms and, and hindered a lot of others. Um where are you at at the moment in terms of how 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 much of an impact is it having on how you're running your business? And do you are you happy with the way things are, or would you like to see um, easements or changes made to make your life as a as a business owner easier? Um, John, I think we've been very vocal about this in the past. Um, the current situation is good for us. Uh, you know, we can easily supply both markets, the UK and the Republic, without any issues or charges. So really in a, in a, in a good positive um, position. A lot of our um, competitors in the UK that would have supplied into the north of Ireland and also to the south would have had um, challenges bringing their products across. So obviously we got that um, increased uh, volume. So we won some business on the back of that. So I think overall, you know, in the in Northern Ireland and the South has been really good for us and for us um, supply in the UK. You know, obviously some companies maybe don't see it as beneficial, but we've actually increased our business over the last, I suppose, 10 to, to 12 months based on the, the protocol and, and the way it's set out. But who knows what could happen in the future, but at the minute, um, it's been quite good for us, you know. And presumably, the sort of the situation that we might find ourselves in with the protocol bill, I think, in theory, is once it's enacted, we will potentially be, or theoretically, be out of the single market. Presumably, that's something that would be of have have a large impact on yourselves. Oh yeah, absolutely, it would, and you know that's something that we really have to think about. Obviously, we had a contingency plan the first time. Rags has reared its head a couple of years ago. So, yeah, um, we, we hope we don't have to put any of those plans into place. And, and just, Jackie, just looking ahead, I suppose, um, in terms of the journey, what's next for Delhi Lights in terms of sort of science expansion and uh, new markets, for example? Well, very exciting, John. You know, um, we were in London there in September at the, a big show. It's called Lunch. So it's the biggest food to go show um, in, um, in the UK. So we just launched a new brand, Planet Cafe. This brand is uh, an export brand. So we're currently supplying nine different countries currently in, in Europe. So we have the confidence really to go out with a branded, a fully branded product. 
Um, so this this is a range of um, products that would be supplied into hotels and theme parks and, you know, multiples throughout Europe. So we're very excited about the future. Um, we've got a great team and we have a strategy for the next five years to double. Um, we're currently um, set to do 30 million. Um, so obviously we've, we've big uh, plans for the future, but I think when you have a good team on your side, you can do anything. And Darren, just finally looking ahead with crystal ball sort of situation, um, you know, landscape of, of where we're looking business-wise, uh, speaking to the various businesses and dealing with the various clients you have, um, we don't really know where the interest rates are going to go. We don't know exactly how inflation will play out, but do you see at any stage in the in the sort of next 12 to 18 months of any sort of easement of a return to some sort of normal playing field? Uh, you know, is this a short to medium term blip or, or are we going to see the protracted period of a sort of disruption for, for a longer period of time? I think possibly where we're at now is, is a longer period of disruption than we've perhaps seen today, particularly around interest rates would be my, my and I haven't been that negative about things today, but I do think this is maybe something that a lot of us haven't seen in our business career. And, and though, although we, we may feel it's abnormal going back to the beginning of my career in the mid nineties, it was, you know, it wasn't abnormal. So that I, I do think that's maybe here to stay, but you know, I, I tend to be very positive. As a practice, we support businesses like Jackie, the, this homegrown SME family business space. And if, if you, I'm not an economist, as I've said many times to you, John, but what gives me hope is listening to Jackie's passion about where they're heading and looking for growth in their business and reacting, whatever comes along. I mean, Brexit has already effectively had to be managed once by Jackie's business and, and at the forefront of that. And I, I, I have every confidence that this... Uh, space this homegrown space will move and change and adapt and and uh, move quickly to, to face down whatever challenges are coming okay okay darren jackie thanks very much for your time thank you john thank you, darren. Thank you john thanks jackie you can listen to all the episodes of the ulster business podcast at ulsterbusiness.com spotify apple and soundcloud